Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Welcome to another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. Today, I have a special guest, Brenda Abdilla. She is a leadership coach, but what I love about her is she works with leaders who are already effective, but are ready to take it up a notch. I love that, take it up a notch. I'm going to talk with Brenda about the crazy town business world. We're going to understand what she means by crazy, crazy town, um, and how she is bringing out the excellence with her clients. The, the other thing we're going we're gonna to hit on, I'm so excited, we are going to talk about her book, Outsmarting Crazy Town. So welcome, Brenda. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. One of the things I noticed right away that made me very happy is that you use your doctor uh, in front of your name. I have so many very high-level, brilliant female clients who try to kind of downplay the fact that they have a PhD. So, Dr. T, I appreciate you doing that, and I'm very happy to be here. Well, thank you for that, because that has been a work in progress, uh, as, you, as you would know, right, from, from working with some of your clients. And, you know, but somebody said to me one time, I had a really good mentor, and, and just said, look, you've worked hard for it. And, yeah. and you should be proud of it, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, so I'm the host, Dr. T, and I'm loving it. <laughs> and if somehow, some way, that costs you business or diminishes something, that's a space where you don't belong anyway. So, <laughs> so true, so true. Um, but listen, I, I, I have to ask you, why Crazy Town? Well, so uh, as an executive coach, um, I hear things that I am bound to keep confidential because of my ethics and uh, my certifications, my credential. But in my mind, I just needed a container for the things that I was hearing. Um, And crazy town can really be a state of mind. It can be something that's happening. But one common thing is that it feels very much like it's happening to you. And oftentimes it can be in a situation where everybody else is pretty happy (laughs) and it's the same (laughs) environment, but you have this crazy boss or, um, or the board uh, is losing its mind or um, there's some stakeholder or entity or employee that is causing kind of a crazy, insane uh, atmosphere. Yeah. And I got it from the Urban Dictionary. So, yeah, I I, I relate to that. I've been in in the situation where I, I I'm I'm in an environment and I'm looking and I'm thinking, 
is it me or is this thing that's going on over here a little crazy? But sometimes you don't know what to do with it. I, and, and I think yeah. I, I'm sure you run into clients that just don't know what to do when somebody yeah. else is in that in that crazy space. Well, and it's always very complicated, right? I mean, that's the that's yeah. the world that we're in, and that is not going to change. The business world is a complicated place. There's a lot of ambiguity. Um, you know, we've all heard about VUCA, uh, mm-hmm. volatility, mm-hmm. uncertainty, yep. um, complexity, um, and ambiguity. So that is the way that it is. And so sometimes it's very helpful. I love the humor part of your brand um, because Crazy Town is kind of humorous. It helps. It doesn't solve anything, but it helps you kind of on your way uh, to be able to label it as this is not normal. This is not okay. And, um, you know, what can I do about this? Yeah, definitely. It's, It's the what can I do about it? So, yeah. so let me let me ask you this question. I, I know you absolutely uh, are excited about the work you do. You, you've been doing it. You, you you just this is something that has has been an integral part of who you are and what you do. But but tell tell us why you know you are so gratified with the work you do. Well, it's so funny. I don't mean to sound like a cornball, but. Uh, <laughs> Even when I'm walking, uh, you know, for my exercise and I'm kind of letting my brain rest, this is one of the things that I'm very moved, moved to tears about the fact that people trust me. Uh, They're so vulnerable. You know, this is like I said, lots of PhDs, lots of brilliant people, highly accomplished. But they generally, if I'm in their world, something has happened. Right. Either something they're being pushed out or they've taken on. 30 more direct reports or double the size of their company or acquired a competitor or something, right? So there's something that's making them vulnerable. And the fact that people are willing to trust me, uh, and I love business, so business is my background, even though I am a coach and I follow all the guidelines of being a coach, um, I am a business person at heart. And so I love that I get to be part of their world for the time that they're with me. And it it, I derive a tremendous amount of meaning helping them with their complex situation. Yeah. You know, that, that reminds me of something that you and I chatted about uh, when we were getting ready for, for this um, opportunity to have this discussion. You know, you talk about how there's this level of frustration when people try to put business people in a category of either you're scaling or you're a lifestyle. I think that's where you were getting to. Yeah. Tell us more because I think philosophically, um, I want people to have the business that they want to have, whatever that means for them. So, so tell us more why this is angst for you. Well, it feels like in the business world, it's a little condescending, right? Because if somebody is super aggressive and they're they're ambitious and they want to, you know, uh, bring in these huge numbers and acquire all their competitors and build it and scale this huge, you know, international thing, then that's scaling. But anything else is, oh, well, that's a lifestyle business. Mm. And I disagree with that. I think uh, there are, uh, you know, I abide by the Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, 
small, viable audience, right? So why not, depending upon what your world is, why not be highly specialized Mm -hmm. and uh, command the highest rates in your uh, your space and have the business that you want? Yep. I don't think that's a lifestyle business. I think that is (laughs) 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 anti-scale. I love it. Anti-scale. Yeah. And it depends how you want to spend your energy. If you, if you, if your greatest desire is to lead people and to help them see the mission of your business and to teach, then absolutely you are ripe for scaling. If instead you want to spend your bit, your time and energy becoming more of an expert in your ever narrowing field well, that's valuable too, and can be just as yeah. profitable. Absolutely, and it's it's profitable in the terms that you decide what's profitable. Yeah. It's doing the activities that you decide are important because yeah. I don't think, and and I think this is now we're we're break, breaking some um, gender barriers about what that means for everyone across yeah. our our uh, career continuum, so to speak. I run, uh, as my other role, I run two women presidents organization groups here in Denver. And in order to qualify for those groups, those women have to gross at least a million dollars a year for their service business, two million if they have a product that they sell. And one of the cool things about our Denver groups, we have some very young women who have qualified. These are women with babies at home who still crushed the million dollar mark easily. That's unprecedented. Uh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. And and that's that's important because that's what we always seek out people that are doing what we want to do, not the people that we think we should be looking towards. So, yeah. and that, that leads us into this hustle part. And yeah. I, I really believe that there's, there's a hustle that we have to have, but it's making sure we're hustling to the right priorities. And how have you, or how do you talk with your clients around having hustle and, and yet prioritizing regardless of all the distractions yeah. or all those shiny, shiny objects that come up? Yeah, well, that in in and of itself, that is the hardest thing, right, is to prioritize in spite of all the noise. Uh, so one thing I think about hustle is that I never hustle people, mm. right? My hustle mm-hmm. is all about me. So I hustle to say no to what needs to be said no to, to not get completely sucked into my inbox, to um, do the thing that is the most important. So for example, today, um, an hour before our time together, I had nothing scheduled. And even though those tempting texts and emails came through, you know, I prepared for our session. I looked at, I did a little window shopping online for shoes, you know, (laughs) things that are calming because this is important. And if I blew this, a moment and was unhappy with my presence, then uh, that would make me very unhappy. So that uh, that priorities is the hardest thing for us because there's way too much to do. Uh, and then yeah. as far as the hustle, 
I, you know, uh, I think entrepreneurs get the idea that you have to hustle business, right? But um, I think that can smack of desperation and mm. you really want to hustle your own program. Don't hustle people. I love the differentiator. Don't hustle people. Hustle the tasks. Hustle the yes. things that you need to do. Yeah. All right. And this is something we haven't really talked about, but I got to just throw it out there. Okay. But but what is it for you that, that just is that shiny object that distracts you yeah. that you have to step back and go, no, 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 I have to stay focused? Well, isn't it admin for all of us? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could completely stop engaging with clients and speaking and just do admin for six months. Like, what is wrong with that picture? Even though I have a virtual admin, I have virtual marketing, somehow the admin. So what I've done uh, is I have certain days where I do stuff like that, but it's never ever with my in my prime time. Yeah. So when my brain is at its best, you will never find me doing some menial C-level task. Um, but it takes it takes some discipline because it's very tempting to just pay a couple bills or respond to a vendor or something like that when that is not vital. Yeah, I, I have I have to I have to schedule that time in my calendar so I don't run off and I'm doing this or I'm doing that. If it's scheduled, yeah. then I stay really focused. But here's what I, else I have had to schedule is I've had to to set time apart. Is schedule time to have lunch with a friend. Yeah. Schedule certain times, right? To balance it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the beginning, um, if you're starting a business or if you're coming from the corporate world and consulting and that kind of thing, which I'm sure a lot of your clients are, um, you have to be very disciplined about what you do and when. And you also have to be disciplined about stopping. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and, and taking the deep breath and and regrouping. We try in our company and in Kaleidoscope Media Services, we we try to, on a quarterly basis, um, both myself and the CEO, we get together and we really, what, what worked in the last three months, what is our forward mm-hmm. thinking for the next three months? And then we bring in the folks that are working with us, whether they're our employees, whether they're vendors, whether they're our partners, and really align. And I think every three months, it tends to settle us in. So we're hustling, but we're hustling towards the right things that we need to get done. Not just this momentum of hustling. I love that. I think it's a terrific strategy. Yeah. Um, That reflection, you know, uh, and even the, it took me years to incorporate the, um, uh, the guy who wrote getting things done. um, David. Yeah. yeah. So he talks about having a review, a weekly review, and now I do it religiously, but it took me years of resisting it. Mm-hmm. So every Friday or Sunday, I look back at the previous week. How was it? How many yeah. sessions did I have? Which usually my issue is if I have too many, it just wipes me out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what didn't get accomplished that needs to be carried over that looking back even over a week is so insightful. Yep. Crazy town, crazy business, crazy business world. I, I don't know. It just, I love to just say it. It feels good to say, but out, outsmarting crazy. Again, that's the title of your book. Yeah. What's, 
I mean, I, I know it's just chocked full of good things, nuggets for us, but but let's talk about the humor part of of living in the crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is essential. Um, and, um, if I, you know, the book is a parable. It's a business novel, very short. It's now on Audible. It takes two and a half hours to listen to it. And it's a narrator who's fantastic. So you don't have to listen to my voice for two and a half hours. Um, anyway, uh so there are some little funny moments because the main, the fictional main character, you know, he's a real guy who has a family and mm-hmm. uh, he makes fun of himself a little bit. And um, it's just, it, you know, it's just so important. I also think it's really important for our sanity that we take in humor, yeah. right? I've been so amazed through this whole COVID and political season, all the memes and uh, <laughs> People are so funny and just being able to laugh out loud is so good for our neurology. Yep. Yep. Well, and it's, it's I just, I, I have, uh, you know, my, my, uh, uh, I, I always say I want to be the best auntie uh, for my nieces and nephews. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we, when I get together with them, I have two nieces and two nephews. They are these little comedians, and I am telling you, that end of the week belly laugh I have with them, just laughing and watching them and being entertained by them, I'm telling you, that's what puts me to the next level in in being able to focus and and my business. Yeah, Yeah, and we we take things way too seriously. 25 plus years ago, when I first started my first business... Uh, as a professional speaker, I had a sales training company. I used to have a little post-it note on my um, computer that said, this is not life-threatening, oh. right? Because you feel like you're going to die, right? Or that you could die. You yeah. are not going to die, right? It's because your checking account may be low or you didn't get that deal that you thought. Right. It is not life-threatening. Yeah. And so I think that humor helps us take things less seriously. It is just business. It's just work, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the, the heart hustle and humor from, from using those three kind of as the trifecta of, of living your business and being your business and driving your business. But I, I like the fact that, you, you know, you, you have this, this, conversation with people about all of those things it's it is just business and yeah. and how do you prioritize the importance of life when you're running a business or you're even in corporate yeah. we can get so serious oh. that we forget to connect yeah. with people yeah and forget to connect with ourselves and mm-hmm. you know um be, d- that stress and that triggered brain, man, yeah. that that that's something yeah. that we want to handle first. Absolutely. So, as we have to, um, you know, wrap up here, I, I want you to give just what else do you want to tell our listeners? Give them some of those nuggets that you have. Well, um, one of the things is that stress changes who we are. And so 
You know, there's this cultural mindset of just push and shove and keep going and ignore all resistance, but that's not actually accurate. If you are stressed out and you are triggered, you are making decisions from the not great part of your brain. And so first, I think we need to recognize, and you know that it changes who you are, right? It makes you... uh, It makes you into a different person. It's not permanent. It's very fixable. But in the time that you are triggered and in stress, you are not making the best decisions. You're not seeing opportunity. You're not being the problem-solving machine that your brain is capable of being. And so that absolutely, I would say, don't push when you're that way. Pull away, shut down your computer, go for a run or a workout or spend time with family and laughter of children and get yourself reset and then go back to that. Don't send that email, (laughs) right? Don't fire that client just yet. (laughs) And so uh, that, and that's the first thing I do with all of my clients is deal with their present state of stress. And everybody has stress. Yes. Everybody gets triggered. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we sometimes think that stress is pushing us to do the hustle, but I don't agree with that. No, I agree with you. That's that culture saying, you know, just be an animal about it. (laughs) Right, right. Be an animal, but then take a break. Yeah. Uh, even animals sleep quite a bit of time. Yes, just, uh, right? I know. Whoever said work like a dog? They're right. Dogs yeah. I don't know. So good. They sit in the sun. Yeah. They say dogs are happy. The more they sleep, the happier they are. Yeah. <laughs> so we, well, um, that's true about us. That's for sure. Uh, that's right. Well, we'll have to change that term in the urban dictionary. Yeah. Work like a human. <laughs> work like a human. <laughs> All right. I have to, I I need our listeners to know how to get a hold of you. What's the best way they can reach out? Okay. Um, My website is, uh, it's a good spelling word. It's managementmomentum.net. So you have to be able to spell those two words and it's .net. Uh, And on there, you can sign up for the coaching minute, uh, which is my weekly one minute video or uh, article. Uh, and my book, Outsmarting Crazy Town, is available wherever you buy your books. And it's now on Audible as of this week. Yay! Yay. And her book is Outsmarting Crazy Town. You have to get it. You're going to love it. You're going to just, you're, because I, I particularly love parables. So again, Brenda mm-hmm. Abdullah, the author of outsmarting crazy town and she has been here today with us giving us all kinds of tips about how to deal with the heart hustle and humor and stress because that's (laughs) important to know thank you dr t i so appreciate being here yes i'm glad thank you so much if you like this episode subscribe like us share with your friends or leave a review Continue to dream higher until next time. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, 
feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends.